Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. This is really exciting. I don't know what movie Adam's seen, but I know it's Crazy Rich Asians because it's made so much money. Adam? It it has made a lot of money. I see. Any, but are I'm there ta- any Asians in it? Um, There were. There were. With, um, with speaking lines. They they did. Okay. Um, and like, I assume... Ah! I assume after being in this film, they're probably crazy rich. Probably. Um, but it's not crazy rich Asians. Asians. It would be the Meg. The which, the Meg. Not just Meg. Not a Meg or Anne Meg. It's like I'm or, the Jane Ellen. It's, it's the, the Meg. Meg. Okay. Now, I am for sure imagining Meg Griffin as... <laughs> I, I do not consistently watch Family Guy anymore, but... If they have not made that joke yeah. in the last, I don't know, let's say three months, like yes. or what, or whatever their airing schedule is right now, I think Seth MacFarlane's fallen asleep behind exactly. the wheel. Like, I mean, that needs a to be movie made. called the and like I understand it didn't happen in the '90s, and he loves he loves that wheelhouse. But I'm just telling you, like, there's a movie called The Meg. You have a character you like make like to make fun of called The Meg. Seriously, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Yeah, that needs to be done. So, and the problem is, I just, in my mind, I just see her chomping around like a boy, you know. And him, uh, and you just hearing, uh, like, uh, instead of the John Williams, dun, 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 dun. Like, it's the. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I see that. I'm just, this joke writes itself. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of sharks. Before we actually review a film, right, 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 that this is about the the latest Sharknado has that aired? The final Sharknado? I'm going to be honest. I've only seen one of them, um, and I've seen two. It was because I couldn't find the remote. <laughs> I was I was over. It was I was like at a hotel or at a fr- friends. It was one of those, and I'm just like, uh, I can't, I can't sleep, and. I don't want to wake everybody. Okay. Fine, we'll do this. Is it? Is that Ian? Yeah. Zero, what is that? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, there's that. Um, now I, I kind of, I, I missed a moment, an iconic moment, because apparently everybody knew that this movie was going to happen on Sci-Fi, but you see, it doesn't stream that we watch. You know, there's nothing. I mean, sure. You, yeah. It's good and great to be on a network. Like, yeah. I'm not even, like, seriously, like, if you let me be a guest star on, let's say, one of the Law & Orders. Sure. Yeah, I'd do that. hmm But, like, if you don't have a streaming outlet, like, I haven't had cable or satellite or any of those things in... A long time. I want to, I mean, I might be inaccurate on, maybe 10 years, maybe slightly less, but, like, I my, my phone or my... Uh, video game console or whatever I was streaming, Netflix, Hulu, like whatever those were out of, that's been my my television stations. I want to say at least I know that I had satellite until 2010. After that, I think in 2000, sometime in 2010, 11 is when I went to Roku. I I think it was around. It was the first season of Game of Thrones because I had HBO at that point. I remember that, but after that, it's kind of oh. The point of me saying this is yes. 
everybody but us seemed to know that this was coming on sci-fi and so they live tweeted during the show and it was a riot i read some of it it's like oh that it's that almost rocky fun. rocky horror like s kind of but but in a with a social media twist okay so it was the original showing which was probably you know 7 8 central that kind of thing and I can like looking at it like through that prism. I think I can I can accept its popularity more. Yes, but like it, I, I didn't get to six experience it with that. It was like six of them. It was like you know three in the morning, and I couldn't change the channel. Just like I never appreciated Rocky Horror the way that um, the individual that made me, made me watch it with him wanted me to. But I had also I had not been to like a live theater performance of it. I hadn't been to the th- all of the things that may I think people actually appreciate. I watched Rocky Horror by myself at home. That's what I'm saying. And the film is it's a different experience it is than different. that. Or, or or I think at least what has made apparently that in Sharknado popular is kind of the the addendum. We're gonna review the movie in a minute, but speaking of Tim Curry. We had to watch Hunt for Red October, and because you said it the whole time, Anna Grace was pulling her hair out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the accent. She goes, why? Why? I said, that's just how it is. Well, I think, to be fair, like, Hunt for Red October was a was a sizable hit back in the day. Harrison Ford, who they did want to participate in it, could not do it at that point. I think, I want to say he was doing, like, Last Crusade or something like that, that he had, he was previously... Uh, committed to Alec Baldwin uh, was spot on. Oh, he's great. He's great yeah. in the movie. But Sean Connery at that point was a huge, huge star. And I'm sure, like, even they were just like, "Can you do a Russian accent?" Nah. And then <laughs> e- either he tried one, and they were like, "Oh no, oh dear, we can't let him do and, that." And Sam or, Neill, I don't really know what he was doing, but it was something not really Sam Neely. Yeah. I, I th- Kevin it's still Co- a good movie. Kevin Costner in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Like when he's not even, he is the English Archer, and he's not even trying. Nah. I I think the the studios knew back in the day. They're just like, listen, Sean Connery, Sean Connery. We're gonna sell more tickets if he's in it, whether or not he's rushing. Like, and you know what? I think I know when I first saw that Robin Hood, it never dawned on me. It was like an afterthought, or maybe after I saw it a second time. I think it's because we can watch and rewatch. We can go <gasps> because immediately Anna Grace said, "How come when they're together, they're not speaking Russian that's subtitled?" And then, and Jim's like, "That's just because so they we didn't, don't have to." Because read it. they didn't want to subtitle the entire movie, right? That said, so that's it. And then we had to try to tell her who this particular Daddy Scars guard was, and seeing as she hasn't and won't be seeing. True Blood anytime soon. Probably a good idea. Good I call. said, um, okay, you know the creepy clown in It, the movie you've never seen? She goes, yeah, Pennywise. I said, Pennywise's dad. That's him. There you go. She couldn't <laughs> place him from the Marvel Universe. I said, it's pe- the guy on the roof, but Pennywise's dad. The end. And that, that <laughs> got it for her. She's like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. guy, there it is. There it guy. is. And then I wanted to go off with the, the Baldwin and the Skarsgård d- dynasties, but I reined it in. And, you know, I guess with the advent or the popularity, at least, of home video, it probably has changed, like, okay, back back in the day, like, you had to, like, Disney. Disney made money for years re-releasing and re-releasing mm-hmm. and re-releasing their animated classics. 
Like, it like every 15 years? I mean, it wasn't even in that then. Like, because I mean, keep in mind, like, you couldn't wait for it to come on the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, NBC didn't have it, like, you know, in 1962. So if you wanted to watch, you know, Fox and the Hound or Sleeping Beauty or whatever, you had to wait for Disney to re-release it in the theater. Like, you couldn't constantly, you couldn't watch the scene on YouTube. Like, you didn't have the home video. Mm-hmm. Like, so you, that's the only way you could do it. Like, nitpicking, I think, has really only become as popular as it is because of our insatiable need to have it mm-hmm. whenever we want it. Like, I know I first, it really jumped out at me when we owned on VHS Star Wars A New Hope. And to get really specific, you know, when Luke was knocked down right before he meets Obi-Wan by the Tusken Raider, and his his whole body language is changed because the continuity was so terribly off that I think by the fifth watching, it was like, hey, hey. But this was the point that you could run it back. Like, if I'm watching this in the theater in, like, let's say a re-release for 1979, or, like, maybe they re-release it right before they they release Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just sit there and watch it three times in a row, if I, or I can, but I'm going to have to pay the what, whatever a, a theater ticket costs. I think they paid us. It was so cheap. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Here, kids, have a quarter. Watch the There, movie. there you go. Yeah, watch the Saturday matinee. <laughs> oh, stay for the late one. Okay, so this podcast is about reviewing film. And those were all films that we were talking about. Yes, but this one in particular, The Meg. I want to see, just working off the trailer, what this might be about. People on a beach and in the water and a very, very large shark who eats some of the people and then must be hunted or is befriended and sings to them and they ride off into the sunset. Okay, number two, not so much. Um, Number one, yes, but it's not at the beginning of the film. It's it it's it's that's the happening during the climax. Okay, so we don't see the Meg till. Basically, they no, you see the Meg. Oh, but they don't go to a beach, and they're not attacking like I don't know, civilians um, until near the end. So of the, the Meg day. only eats people who deserve it. Ah, uh, no, I think I think mm-hmm. Meg was eating just about anybody. Sometimes other so, fish, like... And the Meg is a prehistoric creature that magically survived, or just a great white on steroids? A, I, how uh, do we get the Meg? And is there a Mrs. the Meg? Um, if, if the, like, a pink bow, like, similar to, <laughs> to Mrs. Pac-Man. Um, I don't, I don't think they go into, like, a vast amount of detail explaining precisely how this animal has... Survived. You know, those little snippets are actually some of my favorite parts of film. It's the exposition, the science, the science exposition. And and science yeah. quotation marks. Yeah. Like, Where again that, that faux M-class, science. M class planet <laughs> seems legit. There there's like a it's a a trench that like it's very hard for submarines to go down, blah blah blah. Um don't don't mess with like what you and it was there. Mm-hmm. They they were messing with something that ought not be messed with, and they released yeah. it. Did they, was it captured? Was, was I, maybe it, it was, was it, just hiding. Was it stuck I, hiding. I see. I want to know more. I want to know. I want to know the fake science behind the fake shark in the real movie. Well, considering that this film has almost, I think, doubled or tripled like its budget, 
there's probably going to be a like Meg sized son of the Meg or yeah like or, you're going to get the the d- deluxe like Blu-ray of it that they show like the stuff on the cutting room floor this kind of film used to be or at least maybe maybe not used to be in the the late 90s mm-hmm. it was very popular for something to attack landmarks cities oh yes like your your independence y- yes. days your godzillas your armageddons like this was this was Hollywood's bread and butter before they realized that people desperately wanted superheroes. All yes, of them. Because we saw in real life these things get attacked and we decided no. And I mean, like not even uh, I, I think maybe Independence Day is one of the best yeah, examples of this type of movie. And I'm not saying like they invented the disaster genre because you've got Towering Inferno, um, you have a lot of movies. Ishtar. Or, not that kind of disaster. Okay. <laughs> um, and I, I, I think, in particular, this film, because I kept coming back to Independence Day with it, you've got... Um, Is Jeff Goldblum in it? No, that would have oh. that would have made it much better. Uh, could I th- he... What, what this film was missing... Could he be the voice of the Meg? Was... I. He can be the... Listen... <laughs> I'm not going to disqualify Jeff Goldblum from doing anything. Like if 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 you want him as the voice of Darth Vader in A New Hope, I'm I'm in. I'm in. Like if Luke, I'm just saying. Like you want to interject him into anything. You want to take. Um, if you want to take a Robin Williams out of Aladdin, and you want him to be the new voice of the, I'm just saying. Like I'll give it I'm one. It. I will give it one shot. With Goldblum. Like, if you want to change all of the dinosaur screams in Jurassic Park <laughs> to him <laughs> voicing over what the dinosaur is thinking, Jane, I'm in. Well, I am in. Clearly, we need to spend weeks in front of um, some video software just to make our dreams come true. That's like, but but this film does not have Jeff Goldblum. Oh. It also does not have Will Smith's charisma. Independence Day is is not a film that is particularly well written. Oh hell no! The say it, say it, say it. Oh hell no! No, nice. no, no, is no. The, yeah, yeah. That's oh, you, no. that's it's okay. part of the. There's a tilde over the. It's okay. A lot of people uh, miss that part of the pronunciation. Speaking of tilde, Tilda Swinton. Well, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, <laughs> Who, whose name I don't think has a tilde. <laughs> no, I know she's she's really rocking the otherworldly look now. Yes, I will. Gr- yes, yeah. That's a big little check, check and check plus. <laughs> it's like she had a smaller head than the big brain people in the pilot for Star Trek. Yeah, you know, but it's that the that's shrunken. But other than that, they didn't have they didn't have enough money for nose prosthetics that week, so they're just like, <laughs> here, you have balloon hair. Um, next, <laughs> like, <laughs> and she's a brilliant actress, but huh? That's some hair. She, she makes some interesting choices um, for personal appearances. That's all. That's well. I mean, you know, if you want to get noticed, you got to walk outside. You got to walk outside that line. <laughs> okay, the movie. The uh, Will Smith's charisma oh, is not in this movie. No, uh, Jason Statham, um, who is, I think, kind of he where is in this movie. Yes, yes, he he is the, more or less the star. Okay, now of I need to film. tell you something important about him. He, I'm going to show you actually. I have a friend named Excellent. Douglas. You, you should always show things on podcasts. <laughs> well, I'm going to encourage other people. Go to IMDb, if you will, and look up 
my close personal friend. No, really, he's a friend of mine. He's This is why I'm only one step away from Kevin Bacon, this guy. His name is Douglas Terrell, T-A-U-R-E. Adam, do it yourself. Douglas Terrell. Sure, sure. And Douglas Terrell is... Bruce Willis-esque, but I swear every time I see Statham, I think Douglas is in a huge part. It's like, oh, that's not him. And uh, you'll you'll see it. You will you will come to recognize that I am right in oh. all of this. Did you see? No? Did you no, no, that was no, that was I need else. to show it to you so you can go I'm my, right. My phone is almost dead. My phone is oh. almost dead. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, so I was very excited when I saw that Douglas had a starring role in a major film and to find out it is not him, which is what happens every time I see Jason Statham. Oh, but the spy, that would have been really funny. Okay, hold on. It's coming up. Just talk amongst yourselves. The the thing I about Statham, um, he is kind of where Wesley Snipes was when you had Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Sly Stallone kind of trade they they got the A list like action movies. Then you had kind of like that second tier let me hold on one second. We got to look, looking at Douglas. Yeah, I can, yeah yeah. The, I I see that parallel though. Now, does he have his abs? Oh yeah, he's also a trainer. There is a there is a scene in the Meg that um, I I really he think was in the cobbler? it must it must have been there just because Statham was like, well, I want to show my abs, and they'll be like, well, I mean, okay, sure, that doesn't really whatever. Here, just do it here. Just do it here. Just show him. Yeah, um, uh, he's he's very when he and Statham are not next to each other, that's that's the issue for me. Oh, he played a thug in uh, the Cobbler. Look, I can, thug. Well, I can. <laughs> I mean, a man that looks like Jason Statham could probably pull off thug. thug. Yeah, but he does, you know, talking stuff too. But okay. And, and I also assumed that, like, with uh, Ran Wilson being in this movie. Oh, I didn't know he was. Yeah, he's he's in it. But when 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 I think of him and his talents, I think of funny. Yes, I assumed that Statham was going to be the Will Smith. Yeah, and Ran Wilson was going to be your Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were, they were both falling very short of their duties in I this see. movie. <laughs> he's a duty, huh? Um. And like I said, like Independence Day does not succeed because of the groundbreaking special effects. It doesn't succeed because it's it's particularly well written. Independence Day's greatest strength was Will Smith's charisma. Yeah, and him, him and Goldblum, like their back and forth, their chemistry, and that that's what made that film. Like they try to recreate it much later, mm. like what twenty some odd later. Yeah, I watched that. And yeah. Will Smith is not in it. Like in the same way that. Dan Aykroyd should have taken a hint that Belushi was not going to be able to be in Blues Brothers 2000 and mm-hmm. go, I shouldn't do this. Yeah. If you've seen Blues Brothers 2000, it kind of comforts me that Ghostbusters 3 never happened. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I think Dan Aykroyd is probably insane. Like, and I, I love, I, I love him. Like he's, he's re- responsible for some of my favorite movies. It's important to know his wife went to my college. I, I, th- but like, and okay. so did Judge Reinhold, not his he, wife, but Judge. And is, who is not an actual judge? Uh, none of these people went at the same time as each other or me. That Continue. Would've, that would have been a really interesting graduating class though. I know, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, 
like like I said, this this film I think is is hurt by that. Uh, a lot of people have said like it was on. It's kind of like it's so a there's parody. no essence of fun to it. There is, but I don't think in the way that I I wanted it to be. Like it it's I, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Okay. But I don't think Jason Statham is the leading man that a lot of other people think that he is. I think I, he's kind of like Wesley Snipes was back in the day. He's kind of a a poor man's like action. Like whenever you've paid, like, okay, Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson had been in this movie. Dwayne Johnson does have charisma. Yes, Like he he's does. got charisma to spare. Mm-hmm. Jason Statham is an adequate actor. Like mm-hmm. there was nothing he did in this movie that I found particularly like reprehensible or I'm just like, he is so cardboard and boring in this. But like- he doesn't he doesn't draw me to see him. Now granted like the the man physically fits that persona. Draws you to see he, him. He like he is he is able to do the action scenes that he was doing. Like I believe that he is a dominating presence. Like mm-hmm. if he's going to get into some kind of fisticuffs with somebody. I understand that. I love that you said fisticuffs. Yes. Because, well, I'm not the guy that you put into those situations. I'm not Jason Statham. If Jason Statham was standing here, I'd show him all the respect in the world. But you and Jason Statham together, I think, would be a lovely team. I would. You talking about like almost like where I, I, I'm inside his a buddy mind. Picture a eh? a buddy picture. Like you Freaky Friday, the two of us. Like I get to, I get to have Jason. Okay, no, Statham's... I wasn't going there. No, at no? all. No, okay. I, I was going there in that you know you're the uh, nerdy neighbor who helps him. Solve Wait crime. a minute. Am I am I his Kevin Hart? Is that yes? What you, oh. Yes. <laughs> okay, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. I'd buy that. Like you could he you've got the Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart or Will Ferrell. Okay. I, I'll be yeah. I'd be yeah. Jason Statham's Kevin Hart. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see be. that. Yeah, I th- I thought the spy was hilarious in parts, only because Melissa McCarthy consistently makes me laugh. Just. Looking the, at her. The woman is like, she knows how to find the funny in the scene and draw it mm-hmm. out. And I thought the spy, I don't know how much it made, but I know that Jim and I watched it at the same time and I got a few. <laughs> I mean, I was entertained. Not, oh my God, best movie ever. I may I not I may not love the movie she's in, but I do love her in the movies oh, oh, that oh. I see her in. The scene when she's with Jason Bateman. And she won't stop singing because she stole his identity. That thing, whatever that movie is, still cracks me up. They're doing a long car trip, and uh, identity thief, maybe identity yeah, theft. probably ident- I th- identity I th- something something. I, okay, I, it's one of those. I don't remember the exact. And name you know, of it. he's doing he's doing his thing, being exacerbated and adorable at the same time, and and she won't stop. And I want to see all the outtakes, and I can just watch that scene over and over. I'll grant you. There's there's not a lot that I have seen her do that I like again that I that's not the scene that I want to run back to. It's usually the one with her in it. I completely believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very very nicely done. So I am assuming we're gonna have a sequel. It, it has made enough money, I think, for them to consider it, and there's enough people left at the end of the film that you can you can facilitate that. Because it's and, important to have those people return. I, right, oh, okay, I, I I understand, but I'm saying okay. Even like Jaws four had what was it the I Brody's wife or something like that. From never. The, sometimes sometimes it's just whoever you can get, and there are enough people left over that you can do a Meg two if you want to, and 
this kind of film, like the that disaster genre or bl- blowing up or destroying like landmark genre, whatever you want to call that, mm. um, it's almost like the western. Like is now like it's back back it's in called the, d- the blow mark genre. Is that? Are you blowing sure? up the landmark? Is okay, the blow all right. Mark. Do you sure? And you didn't just port metal that uh, right now. Somebody else has said that. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know that they haven't. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if they haven't. But the blow mark genre of blowing up landmarks. I think the blow mark. Hashtag blow mark. Um, <laughs> or is, or better yet, hashtag blark. <laughs> I I think it's what. At one point in time, in film, you had, every film was a Western. Every TV show was Mm -hmm. a Western. And at a certain point, audiences stopped watching that. For a while in the 90s, like, every film was one of those, like, they famously had two, uh, what was it, uh, Dante's Peak? Is that right? Yes, and and Volcano. Volcano. You had, to the point that you had... Films that were competing within months of each mm-hmm. other that featured the same disaster. I found one of them very funny. Which one was it? I, uh, you'll have to give me more than that. I don't recall. <laughs> I just know one of them struck me as so ridiculous. Uh, it's probably Volcano. Volcano was yeah. pretty ridiculous. Okay, then it was that one. I, I I chuckled a bit. And at a certain point, like, they grew so so big, like the spectacle, and they stopped making money. So studios kind of pulled away from that and eventually like i don't want to admit this superheroes will reach I know. that point I know. You, th- there's going to be one that they spend 400 million dollars on and it's going to make half of yeah, that back it's gonna totally tank it's and like i said it doesn't look like it now but that happens to every every kind of genre that you can find it For happened instance, to the western it happened musicals. to the disaster i love me some musicals but you know we, the people, don't churn out musicals, unless you're Bollywood. We don't churn out musicals Not like we did the, in the uh, 40s and 50s. Now, occasionally, you will have like a talent try to put a spin back on one of those that doesn't show up. Like You, you have westerns now. Like mm-hmm. Every three or four years, it seems like you get a really solid western. Let's but it's not The Unforgiven. Or, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like Or uh, Tombstone. Mm-hmm. You will get a film in that genre every so often that people are like... Oh, I loved these kind of movies. Spielberg is doing uh, West Side Story. That's his next film. Really? Yeah. Like I'm t- the like, musical version? Yes. Like every so often you will get like you had Chicago Are we in, in 2001. Are we in it? Um, yeah. Spielberg is in constant <laughs> contact <laughs> with me. It's He just told me to pick. <laughs> Well, you you could uh, now. Is it going to be you know uh, the same Caucasians versus Puerto Ricans? I'm, I'm not Which, certain that about that. Prop- but that is that's the film he's doing next. I'm I'm saying like there are musicals every so often, and there are really good musicals every mm-hmm. so often, just like there are good westerns every so often. And uh, you've got it seems like somebody might try to do like a Geostorm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Geostorm. I didn't see it, but like it kind of tapped that that disaster itch mm-hmm. like it wasn't a huge success but there there is enough of an audience for these if you'll do it cheaply enough you can still make these movies it's just you're not getting bruce willis ben affleck Liv tyler and michael bay to do one you're not spending 200 million dollars on them anymore for instance adam and i would do it for fifty thousand. yeah just for both of us we'd split it and i, I honestly i think that's what the meg was it was and it just happened to strike the right chord with the right 
audience of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't my like pot of tea, but I, they weren't making this movie for me either. And I completely understand why someone in a world where Sharknado can have what is it five Six. sequels. The sixth one is and, coming in out. that in that world there is an audience for the Meg. Now you can't spend five hundred million dollars on this movie and have it, have it be successful. Like the Meg was not going to make two billion dollars. It wasn't going to make a billion dollars. But if you can keep these at the like shoot it for a hundred million dollars, like worldwide, you can probably get. I, I'd say before it's all said and done, they can get five six hundred million dollars out of this movie. Now, surprisingly, we have spoken about this for a half an hour and not likened it to Jaws. So is it more that you couldn't possibly because it is just not that good? Jaws is a classic. Like, Jaws is Jaws, one of my Jaws movies. is almost Hitchcockian yes. in its execution. Like the tense way that they play with expectations. Like honestly, Jaws is a master class. Yeah, the Meg, or or I mean, people have also compared this to Jurassic Park. That's another movie directed by the same guy that understands how to mess with your expectations and how to get you just frothing at the mm-hmm. mouth in anticipation. Like there, if you will compare, say, Jurassic World's effect shots to Jurassic Park's effect shot, like there's not even. I, I want to say they there's a total of like maybe seventy something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a ridiculously low amount. But you remember all of this stuff that happened in that movie, and a lot of it's off camera. Mm-hmm. Spielberg knows when he should show it to you and when he shouldn't show it to you. Which he learned in Jaws. So, Or even to a better, like if you had Duel, he also oh, did. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, disturbing. like, I don't, they're, they are about sharks and they are about, like, danger in, with human life and all that. Mm-hmm. But Jaws is on its own pedestal. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to bring that into it just because there th- there are a lot of similarities between the movie, but John Turtletob is not Steven Spielberg, and this movie is not Jaws. Like, I, and I don't I don't mean that in an insulting right. way, but like Jurassic Park and Jaws are classics. There 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 is almost no fat that you need to trim mm-hmm. out of out of those movies. They're just they're essential viewing. They are blockbusters. At their absolute best. The Meg is entertaining, you know, kind of escapism for two hours. Mm-hmm. I will probably never watch The Meg again. Um, I, I'm just saying, like, I don't I don't want to bring out that movie just because it, it it's like every time I watch a, a mob film, do I want to bring out The Godfather? Is The Godfather an exceptional movie? Is Goodfellas an exceptional? Yes, both of them are. Is every is every film that uses some of those elements as good as Goodfellas or The Godfather or Godfather Part Two? No. And if you start doing that, those you're never going to be able to watch mm-hmm. another movie. And Jaws is an incomparable movie. Mm-hmm. Spielberg, I think, rightly decided he couldn't do a, a follow up to it. And I mean, even when he had the chance to do a follow up to Jurassic Park, it's not as good. It's good, but it's not as good as Jurassic Park. I'm going to have to bring Die Hard in as well. Well, uh, Rennie Harlan. It's just so well done. Did, what did not do the or he was the one that did the sequel. You did not get McTiernan to do the immediate. He does the third one, which, by the way, is better than the second one. Is it better than the first one? No. Die Hard with a Vengeance is really good, but it's not Die Hard, mm-hmm. and it has every every advantage that the first and probably a lot of the di- none of the disadvantages. It didn't have Hans Gruber though. 
It does have his brother. Jeremy Irons makes a very serviceable Gruber, but he's not Alan Rickman. Yeah. I love Die Hard with a Vengeance, but it's not Die Hard. Right. And I mean, like I said, when you get a film that is just that perfect, you you almost don't want to do a a follow-up to it because even if you've got all of these elements, getting it to lightning to strike just like that again is going to be near impossible. Yeah, I get excited when I realize, oh, I can show the girls this. And inside, I'm trying to shut up about it. Don't make too big of a Let deal. Let them experience the moment. Yeah. yeah. And th- like I said, The Meg isn't a bad movie. It, I, I, I did not, I was not enthralled by it. Like, check, check the movie out if you like that genre. Okay. You are in a hotel and or friend's house or a friend's house that looks like a hotel. And it's on like... Wait, Showtime wait. or something. You can only get two channels. One is showing Sharknado 6. One is showing The Meg. Which one do you watch? I would say based on the production values of those two movies, because they're very similar films, mm-hmm. I'd say probably go with The Meg. Okay. There you go. I, I mean, it, it, and like I said, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to insult the movie because it's not, so it's, it's not fine. a terrible, yeah, yeah. It's I'll fine. give it that. Like. You don't have the charisma of a Will Smith in it. Like, Rand Wilson is not used in the way they probably should have. Is it as charismatic as, let's say, a Mighty Joe Young? Well, depending on which Mighty Joe Young you're talking about. <laughs> the Jane. one that we love to talk about. <laughs> the, because the first one? The original? The black no, and white? Hashtag MJY. Does uh, it have that type of charisma? It, 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 I'm like, I've got a pet rock that at least has... I that, have pet rock that amount of charisma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just like I don't want to turn people away from this movie, but like it just it's non-essential. Check it out at some point if you like. Like okay, my my dad and my uh, my father-in-law they'll watch any western that's on. Mm-hmm. If you're one of those people that just likes disaster movies or like mon- kind of the the, the uh, unstoppable like monster like kind of watch it. It, it's it will it will entertain. Ain't gonna hurt nothing. Yeah, but I, I like I said when when you invoke Jaws, that's when I'm just kind of going. So watch uh, it, but just lower the bar. Yeah, if yeah, if you dig on Sharknado, you'll you'll probably enjoy this. If you like Jason Statham in action roles, and I can't imagine he does a lot does of. Does he take his shirt off a lot? People might go for that. I don't know if it's a lot, but his shirt is off. Speaking of shirts off. Because this has nothing to do with the Meg. Um, Jim from The Office. <sighs> Ripped. Oh, my God. Has been since, was it 13 hours? 13 hours, yeah. Because, that, that's when I remember noticing that his bicep yeah, was the size of a bowling ball. There, it, Much like, and again, I will invoke Star Trek, much like Kirk in the original series, he is shown shirtless or getting dressed at every opportunity just because they can. Yeah. And I tell you, if they do get to do the kind of the, what do you call those? The revamps or the, the they're they're talking about doing the office kind of similar to what they did oh, with the Rose. Yes. The revival. The, revival. Yes. Um, if they do, I want them to make jokes about how ripped Jim is now. Weren't they talking also about a Parks and Rec and 30 Rock combo? Talking about those and um, Frasier as well. All four of them together? No, they're not. It's not. They're not doing a crossover, a massive cross. Yeah, X Files is in there too. Like, they're they're talking about having like individual revivals of these, like 10, 
eight, ten episode like commitments. Mm-hmm. And like I'm kind of interested to see what they do with that. It's uh, TV movies. I don't because of the lack, the amount um, amount of time that you have. Like it's harder to do those. But like a little eight, ten episode thing, like. I kind of it, it intrigues me, and like mm-hmm. X Files, that the recent like revival they did succeeded. I don't know, sixty percent of the time, fifty percent mm-hmm. of the time. There's some really good episodes in there, and then there's some crap. And they're just done with it. Um, Jillian Anderson has said that she's done, and as much as I love the X Files, it's about Mulder and Scully, and if yeah. you can't if you can't have Mulder and Scully. I think you need to same way like Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis is no longer with us. If you don't have Harold Ramis, you can't do Ghostbusters three with men. Well, yes, that's that's not Ghostbusters three. Yes, I'm saying you're it's right. Ghost. I'm but, saying the that the film that I have in my head, the one with Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. If that is what you're going to revisit, and Harold Ramis cannot participate, you don't need to do it. Yeah, I concur. Very much so. All right. Oh, I did want to add, because this really ties in with the Meg. I love it how in 30 Rock that Kelsey Grammer is a um, a con man. Yeah. And he is playing Kelsey Grammer. But but let me also ask you this. What did you not love about 30? What, wouldn't it be easier and shorter to just be like, I didn't like this? You know, the girls... Talking- you and I have said it's an it's a separate podcast, Jane. If you want to talk about everything that we love about Thirty Rock, like I'm just telling you, that's a multi year commitment. I was just going to say everyday podcast saying the all of the great things about it. Thirty Rock. So we're watching Hunt for Red October, and I had told them ahead of time who was Jack Ryan, and I think Anna Grace was just not looking up or anything, but the voice. She goes, "I know that voice. That's Jack Donaghy." He was so handsome, and but like, which is Alec, a running joke. Alec Baldwin is not a repulsive oh, man no. now. No, but he's, like he's, you're talking about late eighties, Alec Baldwin. <sighs> like it's, and I, I I feel strange for needing to say this, but like I mean, he he is just like I, I don't want to say dreamy because I don't think it's masculine no, enough. No, he is um well. They have running jokes in it the whole time through 30 Rock, alluding to how handsome he was in the 80s, for real. Alec, I mean, Alec Baldwin, like, he, especially of the Baldwin brothers, like, he he was the bee's knees. Yeah. I don't have any problem. I don't feel like I lose any masculinity no. by saying that. But, like, Alec Baldwin in Beetlejuice and Hunt for Red October in The Shadow, like... That he is, he is an appealing man. Like he is very like. I, I, He's a manlier Paul Rudd, huh? I think I'll grant you that. I'm thinking, and a like handsomer, manlier Paul, and we love us some Paul Rudd. Yeah, but yeah, like Baldwin back in that day, and like he doesn't. I mean, you're also talking about like being 30 years removed from that, and like he didn't even like Brando himself no. out, like. It's not like he just went to just absolute like that he didn't just drive into the ditch. Mm-mm. He just got older and he wasn't quite as just and he wasn't Harrison Ford and therefore did not get the franchise. So and that's another podcast. Oh, uh, I Alec Baldwin I think would come on our show. I think he would. I'd love to think he would, yeah. If he knew it existed. Cuz I could just talk with him. It's just a matter of getting him to Just as soon as Spielberg calls me back cuz I have a call into him. Because I'm sure they know each other. Of course they do. Yeah. We can line this up. 
you know, I, that that will happen for sure. We were reviewing the Meg. Eh, is the response. Eh. Check it out eventually if it's something that appeals to you. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't think it demands that you run out right. and do it immediately. First, watch Jaws or watch Jaws again and then say to yourself, do I need Jaws to see... Jaws again is not one of the names of the sequels <laughs> either. She means watch the original Jaws again. a second time. And like, then say, do I need to see a movie about sharks that is not as good as this? You're I'm the just, only one who can answer that. The scene that you have them... What is it? The the, the Indianapolis? Is that the name of the ship? Oh, yes. Look, just watch that. And I'm saying, like, there's no shark in that. Like, the camera is not doing something crazy in it. The scene between the three of them where he mm-hmm. is talking about the Indianapolis. 211 went down. I'm just like. Wh- 17 came back. Why wasn't that one of the Jaws sequels? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm just like, th- that's the reason why Jaws is the masterclass that it is. There, mm-hmm. Nothing is happening. You just have an actor delivering dialogue. Mm-hmm. And it's spellbinding. Yes. After, like, And you've got Richard Dreyfus. Like, I'm just saying, like, the talent, Roy Schreiber, like. That's just, it's just oozing all of this talent. Mm-hmm. See, that's why when people say, oh, Jen, can you act? It's like, much like Jerry Seinfeld, I can act like me or a version of me. Can I do something like that and in my mind have it be good? No. You're, you're not a Daniel Day-Lewis is what you're saying. In You know, maybe I could be trained to be. I, I do not find that I would be believable delivering something like that. Maybe to... I don't know, a rock, I would be amazing because there are some very poorly acted rock people out there. I'll grant you that. Yes. You that. Some even starred in The Shield. But anyway, the commish, he's a poorly acting rock, right? That's, I'm reaching for I it. Believe, really. I believe that is what TV Guide described him. <laughs> I'm like, reaching for something made of rocks, and then there's then there's the a 1986 rock television season. <laughs> the commish is is a poorly acted rock. I'll be like, there was there was no better blurb you could have pulled from any review. That was they're like that was the best. Followed by this movie is not directed by Steven Spielberg. This movie is not Jaws. <laughs> That's it. Didn't make it to the poster. Like, sometimes I ain't a man of the people. I'm sorry. Ah, I can tell you this. Other than listening, these podcasts, Adam and I listen to our to ourselves because we're so in love with us doing this. I don't don't want to admit to it. I can't help it because I I don't usually like to listen to myself. I won't tell you that I don't. How about that? Okay, so I have to take a very depressing road trip. Part of it, thank you, constant streaming from Verizon, which I really should turn off, but I'm not gonna because this trip. I'm gonna watch Jaws. Not while I'm driving, but I'm going to watch Jaws. You know I am. And maybe Jurassic Park. He did that last time. Oh, okay. I I listened. That's what you need to do. If there's a movie you really, really love, listen to it, and you'll just pick up on so many more things. Because, again- It shuts down your other- Yeah. It's the same reason why Daredevil's an effective superhero. Exactly. Precisely all of the same reasons that he can defeat 50 ninjas. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I was going for. Okay. And so you are going to see what? Dirty, dirty, filthy, rich. Say it. Like, what is it? Uh, Crazy. Sane, sane, poor honkies, I think is the. (laughs) Crazy rich. Crazy rich Asians. Asians. Yes. 
And then you, it's everyone's already seen it apparently, but you and I, but then you're going to give us your take on a movie where I do not think anything blows up. That'll be that may be a first for I the don't, show. Like, I don't think there are any car chases. Now, subject of aliens, well, not the kind that we talk about. I really don't know what the connection's going to be, but I want you to find something to like. I don't listen, I it's not that I am opposed to this type of film. Like just because like, okay, like am I diametrically opposed to Amish people? No. Like, do I necessarily have anything in common with them? No. Like, did I like Weird Al Yankovic's Amish oh, Paradise? Oh, yes. Well, yes. Yes, I did. That has nothing to do with and, any of uh, this. Wasn't Seth Green an, an Amish guy in some movie? Probably. That's a weird question. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that today. He... <laughs> he, he gets a... Every time he goes on The Tonight Show, he gets asked that okay. question. Because I can't be bothered to look it up. The guy who's in... Uh, the hot tub time machine, right. who's the young one who looks like he's overweight, but probably really isn't, but just has that pudgy look to him. Sure. You know what I'm saying? That guy. He's probably in super bad. He's he's he hangs Jonah, out with that. Jonah bunch. Hill? No, 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 no. 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 Not as well known as Jonah Hill. Okay. Right. You you will recognize this guy. Probably. Anyway, he what was I saying? He <laughs> I, I don't even know now. Like I'm to be honest, like I'm in the middle of a Oh new... Seth 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 Green. Green. Now I have to look it up. Seth Green Amish. Oh, by the way, I was reading trailers, um, actually just looking at posters of movies that are going to open up, and I thought it was Seth Green that was in some movie, and it's not. It's it's that young Weasley boy again. He <laughs> seems to be in everything. Tattered one. It must be a Weasley. <laughs> Okay. Seth- the the point I was making with just because I am not for for something does not necessarily mean that I'm against it. And watching I mean even the the previews that I'm sure that are going to play before Crazy Rich Asians are probably not going to be previews for movies that I would find myself drawn to go see. Mhm. Mm-hmm, and I mean mm-hmm. obviously there is a market for these films. Just I just bothersome. I don't I don't know that it's me, but we'll we'll see my my take on it. Clearly, this movie did not do well, so now I'm going to have to look up Hot Tub Time Machine. Well, I mean, also to be fair, how often can I rattle off whatever it is you're asking? Like, as long as it's not bizarrely obscure, I can do obscure, <laughs> but you got it. You sometimes you got to give me more than that. Too. Okay, Clark Duke. I think you made that name up. Clark there, Duke. There is, Clark Duke is you, in Hot Tub Time Machine. I think you too. You invented and, that. Hold on, hold page on. of Google. You created a okay, so Wikipedia. Entry. I now have to look and see what other movies Clark Duke was in. It's kind of see now you'll recognize him. See. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Now I do. All yeah, right. he's an American actor known for Kick Ass, Hot Tub Time Machine. Ah, Man, come the, on. It's a whole bunch of He work. was in the office. Was he one of the temps? Yes. Oh, okay, all right. Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yes. He's going to be in the Crudes 2. Okay, clearly. There's a, there's a Crudes 2? Apparently. I did not know that. Well, now this just isn't helping me about the movie that I'm trying to think of. Wait. Ah, uh-uh. ah. Sex Drive. That was it. Look, 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 look. 2008. 
Seth Green. Where's the poster? Come on, show. The poster has Seth Green. He's the guy in the hat. Seth Green, Amish guy. Much in the same way that you and I talked about Mighty Joe Young's remake the other week. More people have talked. We have talked about Seth Green's Amish movie more than it ever. There you go. Yep, that's it was a thing. She is correct. Like I am. Ruder, cruder, neuter. Um, Clark Duke, Seth Green, and James Marsden. (laughs) The things that I remember. When you have Seth Green, who to me is Oz from Buffy, you know, the werewolf, and all of a sudden he's being the Amish guy, you remember it. That's Well, I mean, he'll be Dr. Evil's son in my mind, but, I mean, yeah, for the same reason. Yeah. Yeah. By the way... That's all I remember about that movie. It's probably horrible, and I don't know why I would have ever seen it. But but it was of note because Seth Green was the was Amish in, guy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There we know. So that's our review of the Meg. Exactly. <laughs> it's no more scatterbrained or Brilliant. rife with tangents than any other film that we've ever reviewed. Ah, <sighs> good times. Great good. oldies. Good times. <laughs> All right. This has been uh, Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.